Are you interested in learning more about owning your own portfolio cash flowing rentals? If so, we invite you to take our free mini course, the Crash Course in Cash Flowing Rentals. When you take our mini course, you'll learn the strategies we use to build our portfolio. You'll also get to see several of our students featured who have successfully built their own portfolios as well. To take our crash course, link to semiretiredmd.com forward slash mini course, M-I-N-I dash C-O-U-R-S-E, or visit our website at semiretiredmd.com and link to the crash course on cash flowing rentals there. You may also want to join a waitlist for our introductory course, Zero to Freedom Through Cashflowing Rentals, while you're at our website too. We'll see you there. Welcome to the Doctors Building Wealth Podcast, a place where we talk about the strategies, habits, and mindset that separate wealthy docs from those who are not. We're your hosts, Leiti and Kenji. Jimmy, we are so excited to have you here. Thank you for joining us. For those listeners who don't know you, can you let us know a little bit about you and how you ended up as a popular blogger? Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, so my my background, I, I'm an anesthesiologist. I'm married to a much better half. She's an educator, Kristen, my wife. And then we have three kids. We live in North Carolina. And actually, we've been here for a while. So I did a med school residency and fellowship all at Wake Forest. I'm now a faculty member here at Wake um, and so we've been here for gosh, 13, 14 years, something like that at this point. And so, yeah, the background is a little, a little interesting. So I, I started out as a personal finance blogger in 2017, actually at the time that we're recording this, it's literally exactly three years old. Wow. And so, yeah, that's where it started. Personal finance blog. I just wanted to help people figure out, you know, financial freedom. And, uh, I've always written a little bit about burnout and using financial freedom as a tool against that. And so that those are my roots. That's where I that's where it started and it's it's morphed into something completely different and awesome at the same time since then. Yeah, it's crazy how business does that, right? You start off in one area and you totally end up in something else. And right now you're really doing a lot of coaching. So, how did that go from financial blogging? I think mostly for med students, right? You were you did a program to train med students how to, you know, improve their finances all the way to coaching. The original tagline, like if you, if I could, you know, take a screenshot of the original blog, it was wealth and wellness. So I've always tied the two concepts together. When I started, it was two posts a week on personal finance, one post on, on wellness topics, typically on, on burnout or feeling overwhelmed or moral injury, you know, various topics that are germane to medicine. And since then the transition happened probably around February, it had been about a year and a half since the blog had been in existence. I was anonymous for 18, 15, 18 months, something like that. Mm. So then I published a book and the book had my name on it and I became not anonymous. And so that was, uh, I think, February, 2018, 2019. And so I, uh, since then started branching out more and more. So I started the personal finance curriculum at Wake, which has gone great. Uh, it's called Flair. It's financial literacy and resilience education uh, or experience for the students. And they, and they love it. It's it's one of my favorite things to do. But yeah, coaching coaching was a little bit of a curveball. So, you know, I know that at this point, a lot of people that are listening probably probably know my story. But yeah, basically the, the abridged version is that I went through burnout myself and had a, you know, Graves disease curveball thrown in there, started experiencing anxiety, burnout, depression uh, in my own life. And then I tried therapy. I tried Lexapro. I tried multiple things. And in the end, it was coaching that ended up helping me tremendously 
during that. And, and I was otherwise successful in everything else that I was doing. And so from the outside world, it looked like I had it all put together, but I was a complete train wreck on the inside. So coaching was beneficial to me. I decided to become a coach and actually it was, you know, Bonnie Koo and, and Sonny Smith who, you know, talked me, I won't say talked me into it, but, you know, suggested it to me. And, uh, and they've both been, you know, huge, huge aides and friends and advisors since then. So what do you think it was about coaching that worked for you that traditional therapy or medications uh, didn't work? So I think that, and I always have to be careful here um, just because of occasionally when I've explained this poorly, I, I get a little bit of hate mail from my therapy friends. But I will tell you that I think that therapy and coaching are completely complementary. So I think the therapy does a wonderful job looking at your past, trying to figure out where you are, where you came from, the experiences you went through and how that shaped you into who you are and having a better understanding of those things can help you move forward. But coaching really says, okay, I'm glad that you understand your past. That's very, very important. But how can we move forward? Let's not let your past dictate your future. How can we move forward? So I think they're, they're very complementary in my mind. But that said, like I didn't really know how to move forward. And until someone showed me that despite all of the circumstances that are happening in medicine and wherever you may be, it's ultimately your thoughts that lead to how you feel. And you are 100% in control of your thoughts. And the second that someone flips that transformation in your brain, you have like two coincidental things that happen at the same exact time. One is that you uh, get angry because you feel like someone's blaming you for how you feel. Uh, and the second thing is you feel freedom because you're like, oh, but I can control that. I can't, I can't control my hospital and the bureaucrats and the insurance companies and all the other things that are going on, but I can control my thoughts. And so you get mad because you feel like someone's blaming you, uh, but you also feel freedom at the same exact instant. And when I let go of the anger and started really tapping into the, the power that is your thoughts and the mindset that you can have and how that shapes everything, whether you're building a business or dealing with burnout, that's what changed really everything for me was tapping into the thoughts that produce the feelings, actions, and results that, that now exist in my life. Could you share some of the an example of a, of a thought you might have had before that helped you kind of transition from being burned out, anxious to looking forward to the future? Yeah. So one of the common thoughts that I had uh, that I would you know, just kind of go through the cyclical process was there's always something to do. Like I felt like I had a never ending to-do list. I felt like that both at work and at home, my business to-do list, my academic to-do list, my to-do list as a dad and as a husband, like I just felt like there were not enough hours in the day to do all of the things that I needed to do. And that's a very limiting belief, right? That there's not enough time. And, and we see this all the time when people are going through courses or products or programs or coaching, they have these limiting beliefs that hold them back. And when you realize that I actually had the same 24 hours in the day that everyone else has, I just get to decide what I want to do with that. I started saying no to things that weren't priorities to me. And I started being honest about it. And that was hard in the beginning because I'm a people pleaser. I love, I love helping people. And I don't in the past historically do well with upsetting other people. Uh, and so I would always say yes to everyone else at the detriment of my health, my mental health. And so I started saying, no, no, I'm not going to the committee. No, I'm not going to do that thing. Yes, I realize that I'm the best person for that, but I'm still not doing it. Mm -hmm. you know? And when I started doing that, setting my priorities and having the, the ability to set my schedule in a very, very intentional way, now I've replaced that with the thought that I'm doing exactly what I need to be doing right now. I don't need to be anywhere else. I don't need, my focus doesn't need to be on anything else. I'm, you know, currently podcasting with my friends, right? If I'm at my house, I'm, I'm currently spending time with my children or my wife. Like that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Like the other stuff can wait. It is not the priority right now. And, and being able to live in the moment instead of worrying about everything that there is constantly to do has now replaced my anxiety with, with contentment and with focus. And so that, that was one of the biggest transitions that I had personally. 
Yeah, I think a lot of us can fall into this situation where we feel like we don't have control, right? And what you really did, at least when I listened to you, is you took back control over your life and were able to say, like, I'm going to do exactly what I want to do and not let the system or whatever dictate how I spend my time. And I think that's so powerful because it literally is just a decision you make in your mind. And most of us don't realize it for years and years and years. I mean, I remember thinking that work was stressful, right? But that was a decision I made to, th- to believe that. And therefore, I stressed myself out, actually. It wasn't that work was stressful. It was I was stressing myself out. Yeah. And, and, and that's exactly what, what coaching does, right? So it takes all these unintentional, unexamined thoughts that are running amok in your head. And then it, it lays it out there and says, okay, th- these are your thoughts. Let me show them to you. And then let's examine how they show up in your feelings, actions, and results are those things that you want. Mm-hmm. And you learn so much just by going through the unintentional thoughts you've never really examined before. But then the power comes when you say, okay, well, that's not a very helpful thought. And the results it produces aren't what I want. What can I replace that thought with to help me get to where I want to go? And therein lies the transformational power of coaching is, is taking that unintentional thought that's leading to results you don't want and replacing it with a thought that, that gets you to where you want to be. But yeah, you're exactly right. I think, I think that the lack of intentionality is really what coaching points out in pretty much every facet of coaching. And we use this a lot in our real estate course because students will come to us and say, you know, there aren't any good deals. It's too hot a market. I can't find anything. And of course, if you live in that space, you're never going to get any deals. You're never going to see the deals. You're never, you're going to stop yourself from searching for the deals and doing everything you could be doing to get the deals, right? Um, But if you change it to, you know, I just haven't found the right deal for me yet. You know, I got to keep looking. What can I do to find this better deal? Like then you start to take action from a different space because the deal exists. It's just a matter of finding it. Totally. And 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 in coaching, we call that ladder, ladder thoughts, right? Like if the idea is that taking away the, the negative frame of like I can't do this or there aren't good deals to like I'm learning how to find good deals. Like it that even that slightly more positive thought, you know, or there aren't good deals yet you know, like those slightly more positive thoughts are going to produce infinitely more action than the negative thoughts, which just lead to you never proceeding at all. Like that. And that's the the biggest sticking point for most people is just getting started. So I have a question for those who aren't familiar with coaching. Is this something where if you change your thought, all of a sudden you feel better? Or is this something that you kind of have to constantly work on? I mean, in your personal life right now, you know, are you all of a sudden no longer anxious and you feel better and content every day? Or is this something you still wake up and you struggle with? So I will tell you that any successful coach that I know still has a coach. And there's a reason for that. And that is that human experience doesn't go away just because you know a little bit more about it. And so I I think that one of the biggest revelations in coaching is actually that, you know, we all have this idea that what we want in life is happiness and contentment. And so we spend our time trying to find that. And when we don't, we do what's called buffering, where we we do something else instead that produces you know false pleasure, like drinking alcohol or overeating or overworking or whatever your thing is. It's different for everybody, and we spend so much time trying to to buffer those negative emotions because we're unwilling to feel them. And one of the more powerful moments in coaching is when you realize it's okay to feel a negative feeling. It's okay to be sad, and in fact, we we, we do that on purpose sometimes, right? Like. You know, Halloween, like you watch a horror movie because you want to be scared. Like, you know, you watch rom-coms because you want to cry. Like, that's just what people do. And and so the, the point when you can accept that negative feelings are part of human existence, they're part of the human experience, then you can actually stop trying to avoid them. And that expands your ability to to feel and experience both positive feelings and negative feelings. So I wouldn't say that I am more 
necessarily content now. What I am is better able to deal with negative feelings when they arise and not buffer them by having a few beers or you know, not buffer them by constantly working on everything because I feel the need to just be busy all the time. I, I don't want to promise someone you know, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that if they get coached, they're going to be miraculously happier all the time. I do think that you'll be better able to deal with negative feelings when they happen, but they're still going to happen. They always will. Yeah, that's been our experience too, right? It's a daily work. I met somebody, so you know, we do a lot of Tony Robbins events. I met somebody who was going to this event for the 10th time. And I was like, oh, are you running out of things, you know, limiting beliefs? And they're like, no, it's like an <laughs> onion. You peel back some and new ones show up or new ones are underneath. You know, there's always things you can work on to get better. Totally. So I wonder, Jimmy, has this changed the people you spend time with? this whole experience of yours? That's a good question. Yeah, you know, I, I think that in my life in in North Carolina, probably not a ton because we we hang out with honestly not not a ton of people. We have we have a one family there we call them family because they're friends that are basically family. You know, they're picking up our kids today, for example, because I'm going to an anatomy lab that our section's teaching. But yeah, so I, I think in in North Carolina in my real life, no, but COVID, right? So like now I'm getting coaching from Sonny, who's amazing. Mm-hmm. And certainly the people that I interact with from an entrepreneurial side are definitely more, I gravitate much more to people that don't have a scarcity mindset. Um, whereas before I kind of lived in that space, like, oh, like if other other businesses or blogs or podcasts or whatever come up, like they're going to they're gonna eat into my potential space. And um, it's such an unhealthy place to live, but unfortunately that's where most people are. And so I, I definitely have in terms of the physician philosopher, gravitated more towards other teams, other products, other businesses that that have done mindset work. So, you know, I, I think in that way I have. Yeah, that's exactly the same way for us, I think, is you start to recognize the people who just have that mindset that anything can be done and, you know, we're here to help each other, right? It's a very different mindset than where most people operate. And I do think you just like automatically connect with people like that in a very deep level right away because you you know you understand each other and the way you see the world. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Are you interested in learning more about owning your own portfolio cash flowing rentals? If so, we invite you to take our free mini course, the Crash Course in Cash Flowing Rentals. When you take our mini course, you'll learn the strategies we use to build our portfolio. You'll also get to see several of our students featured who have successfully built their own portfolios as well. To take our crash course, link to semiretiredmd.com forward slash mini course, M-I-N-I dash C-O-U-R-S-E, or visit our website at semiretiredmd.com and link to the crash course on cash flowing rentals there. You may also want to join a waitlist for our introductory course, Zero to Freedom Through Cashflowing Rentals, while you're at our website too. We'll see you there. So Jimmy, uh, can you tell us a little bit more about your coaching program? Uh, yeah. So the coaching program's called the Alpha Coaching Experience. And the idea behind the Alpha is, is that I was a philosophy major in undergrad. And for a lot of people, this is their first foray into coaching. And so Alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet. Like learning a new language is your first foray, first step. And, and so that's where the alpha came from is my, my philosophy background. It's actually gonna be a 13 week program just because of the holidays, but it's typically a 12 week program. And then we, we do group coaching. So we have, you know, a, a several physicians come into the, to the group and 
one gets coached at a time. And, and I think that's really formative, but it's, it's also the scariest part for people to join a program because they're like, I don't want to get coached in front of other people. But once they do it, like I can't tell you how many people are skeptics about group coaching. And then they get into the program like, it was my favorite part because they found a community of doctors that are going through the same things that they are. It turns out that they're human too. And many of the things, like the specific details may be different, but the lessons that you can learn from them are, are similar regardless of, of who's, who's being coached. So you get 12 weeks of those and then eight one-on-one coaching sessions are involved uh, in the program as well. And so there's, there's other you know, video lessons and, and a book that I wrote that I give to the students and the clients. But, but yeah, that's the, the basic backbone or gist of the program. So I know that you have a lot of men in your coaching program. And what we've seen, I mean, at Tony Robbins events, there are a lot of men there. But a lot of, I think, in the physician community, it's much less common for the physician male doctors, at least from we've seen, to get involved in coaching. Can you talk about that? And can you talk about why you think that is? Yeah. And and, and we know that that's not just anecdotal. That's actually shown in the, you know, the studies that have been done on this is that most people that seek coaching are, are women physicians. And so it's kind of an interesting thing. And, and actually we've seen this on the coaching side too. So the life coach school where most people that I associate with get certification. I think that last time I talked to Sonny, it was like 200 coaches are either getting certified or are certified and 195 of them are women. And so like, you're talking about like 98% of physician coaches are women. It, we know this is a phenomenon that happens. Why it happens? I, I think that you know, maybe I'll speak more generally about the culture of medicine and, and I don't know why this impacts men the way that it does, but we have a stigma about mental health, you know, and, and we even see this for applications, right? When you, you have to check off whether you've been treated for mental illness or not in the past, or like if your mental health is under control, when you fill out, you know, the state licensure stuff, I mean, like if you check no, and you've had mental health issues in the past, like you feel, you feel like you're lying, but if you check, yes, you feel like you're gonna have to go through all these other hoops and you know obstacles just to practice medicine. And so we've really stigmatized this from a like systematic standpoint, uh, where talking about mental illness, talking about burnout, talking about moral injury are not really acceptable. They're acceptable in studies, but if you like at work are saying like I'm burned out, there's almost like this culture of weakness, like where people are judged. It's shame. You're like you know, you have to feel like you are less of a doctor if you can't hack it. And so I, I don't know why that that disproportionately impacts men seeking help, other than to say that Brene Brown's work. So she does research on shame. And so she'll say that the, the most common reason for shame in men and women are very different. For, for men, it is the idea of asking for help means weakness. And that provides a tremendous amount of shame for most men. And you can imagine asking for coaching means you're asking for help. Whereas for women, it's the, the push to be the best everything, the best mom, the best wife, the best caretaker, the best doctor, the best, you know, everything that you are, so many different hats to wear. And so men compartmentalize stuff. So that doesn't happen in the, in the male world, but asking for help is a real problem. And so I think that that, that manifests itself in the coaching world as, you know, male physicians just not asking for help that they need. Interesting. So when I'm listening to this, I actually think that a lot of people think that coaching will be useful if you're struggling, but I got to say, I think coaching is so useful even if you don't think you're struggling because, you know, when I went to my first Tony Robbins event, you know, which is my experience with coaching, it's like, I, I felt great. Like I, I didn't feel like, like I was struggling or needed help or anything like that, but the amount of stuff I got out of it and the amount of like breakthroughs and the amount of changes I actually made subsequently, there's so much opportunity, even if you feel fine to get even better. Like I wish people could see that coaching is not just only if you're struggling, coaching is actually if you're doing well, you can actually be doing better. 
Yeah, I, I completely agree. And actually, that's been my experience too. Chronologically, I got help with my burnout first, but then like my coaching with Sunny is 100% business coaching. And my business has grown by leaps and bounds by getting business coaching. You know, I have multiple six figure sources of revenue inside my business now. And two years ago, I think that the physician philosopher made like 5,000 bucks a year. And so, like, it's just grown exponentially as I've gotten away from my limiting beliefs, as I've changed my mindset, as I've thought, you know, kind of tapped into my future self. Like, you know, okay, what is my, you know, and, and you guys can speak to this, but like, what does my seven figure CEO version of myself think about this decision right now? And whereas I used to just do everything myself, now I'm like, no, I need to hire somebody to help me with that problem because they're probably better at it and I can put my time towards other things. And, um, and I know, I, I think I've listened to a, a podcast episode where you guys talked about building a team. And so I, I think that that mindset work allows you to expand the possibilities, to expand what is possible in, in terms of your results, in terms of how you show up and in terms of the kind of person you are. So I, I completely agree. I think that you do not need to be struggling to benefit from coaching. In fact, there's so much to gain by being in a great place and getting coaching to, to take you to an even better place. Totally agree. So Jimmy, you've mentioned now that you've built this business with multiple streams of income. Can you talk to us about what kind of advice you get to physicians who are considering entrepreneurship about you know where to start or how to reach that next level like you have over the last couple of years? Yeah. So the first thing I ever do when I, when I coach people is to ask them, why? Why do you want to do this? Because everybody talks about passive income, but even the most passive things when you start are hard work. And so they may end up becoming you know, very passive, but in the beginning, it's hard. So why, why are you setting yourself on this journey? And as it turns out, most of us only do things for one of two reasons. We're either trying to avoid pain or seek pleasure. And, mm -hmm. and most people will say, I'm doing this because I want to be happy, because I want to be content. And so just starting out with that conversation is fundamental to people's success because as it turns out, you know, the saying like there is no there there, the arrival fallacy that, that you're someday going to be in a better place and, you know, your, your business is going to earn, you know, seven figures or eight figures. And that's all of a sudden going to make you happy. Like that is a pipe dream. It doesn't exist. And anybody that's been there will tell you that. And so, you know, starting out with your why is fundamental. And then after that, it's all about designing things backwards, right? So most people that are doctors that want to start side gigs, they do it for freedom, freedom of time, freedom of, you know, to have their own autonomy, financial freedom. It's all about freedom. And so what hilariously, what people will do is they'll try to start from like the, the nitty gritty details of everything. And then what they will end up producing is another job. So they will leave one job just to produce another one that causes the same exact problems that they tried to leave. And the reason that they do that is because they aren't thinking intentionally backwards. Like if you want to leave to have more time for your family, for example, you probably don't want to build a business that involves you having hourly consults or calls or whatever every single hour of the day, because that's going to end up resulting in the same thing you're experiencing right now. But so many people do that because they don't think about the big picture first. Um, and, you know, and so I, I often start there, like what, 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 and why, like, what are you trying to build and why are you trying to build it? Well, what if somebody, uh, their why is there is is an arrival fallacy. Maybe they're saying, "Oh, well, once I achieve a certain amount, then you know I'm going to feel much better about myself, or I'm going to feel much more accomplished. You know, people around me are going to praise me or or look at me differently." So, what do you do when you when somebody comes and says that their why is the arrival fallacy? Yeah. So this you're, you're tapping into the reason why I think that any successful business coaching has to be accompanied by life coaching because they are in some ways inseparable. You can't be successful at one without being successful at the other. Honestly, what I would do there is spend some time 
coaching their life. Just the idea of an arrival fallacy and how that shows up and experiences that they've already had that prove that wrong. In the physician world, this is super easy, right? How happy were you supposed to be when you finished medical school? How happy were you supposed to be when you finished residency or fellowship and became an attending? How happy were you supposed to be when you bought the car or the house or the private school? Did any of it last? And the answer is no, it never does. And so like you've already proven this to yourself over and over and over and over and over again. Of course, in coaching, we do this by asking questions and letting them get to the answers themselves because it's much more powerful. But uh, at the end of the day, like they're going to see that like they have had ample experiences in their life already that show that the arrival fallacy is very real. Um, and there's actually studies to back this stuff up too. You make a certain income above which your happiness plateaus, your, your long-term sustained satisfaction doesn't go up. And so I'd spend a lot of time there and, and, and discussing that. And, and actually, that's the reason that we started with the alpha coaching experience first was because I really believe that you know, life coaching is so fundamental to people's success. It would have been much easier to sell a business coaching program coming from a personal finance background and you know, having multiple streams of income that we've built over a variety of different ways. Uh, and it was much more tangible result, but we didn't do that because unfortunately, most people try the escape hatch of whatever their entrepreneurial pursuit is as a way to find happiness and don't realize that they can be happy right now without that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Completely. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But, but if you do with our business, I think one of the things that our why is really helping others, right? And kind of focusing on something outside of ourselves, right? Not our, not focusing on what we need. Right, yeah. but focusing on what can we do to help others, and I think that's been really, really fulfilling. And and I think for us, we we, we had a benefit of having financial freedom when we started this business. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of people who are just starting are focused on that money, right? They want mm-hmm. they have to achieve a certain amount of income to replace their clinical job or whatever it is. So I think that's the problem. One of the issues is, but what we can tell you right now for the people who are listening is that once you achieve that goal. I don't think that's going to be fulfilling in in and of itself. You have to have something beyond that. Right. It's the growth part, right? It's, you know, what leads to fulfillment is contribution and growth. And so if you stop growing, if you start, stop challenging yourself, stop learning, then I think you do kind of get this anxiety of like, what do I do with my time? What am I going to, you know, I I, I know that feeling really well too. I, I remember having it after I finished residency, right? You're just, it, it feels like there's this, there's something you're supposed to be doing, but you don't know what it is. And it's because you've stopped growing. And so I do think that there's a way, if you structure your business correctly, to have that contribution and have that growth and be fulfilled by helping your students or your clients become successful. But you're right. It's like a lot of people just go in maybe thinking they want a certain amount of money. And that's ultimately, that's a rival fallacy. It's not going to help them in the end. Yeah. And, and I think that it's so cool to see like just in you guys, I mean, you've already made that transition in mindset, right? So growth and contribution, those ideas are part of the journey. They're not a part of the arrival, right? And so you've mm-hmm. already moved to enjoying the day, enjoying right now, enjoying the moment, living in the moment, you know, and contribution and growth are, are an active process that imply that you're on the journey still. Mm-hmm. You're right. So, so making that transition to the journey and away from how you're going to feel someday when you arrived, quote unquote, um, is is the is the transition that allows you to 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 be fulfilled. I think I think that that word is perfect. And and when people get to that why, they want fulfillment, they want purpose, they want impact. Like those are real whys. Being happy and content is is just you haven't thought about it much. Awesome. So along those lines, like where where are you going? What what is your journey? Where are you going from here? Yeah, so I think that my goal is is going to be 
to, to reach and help as many doctors as possible. So we, we know that there's a huge need for, for help, both life, career, and business coaching. Um, and so I'm hoping to fulfill all of that um, at the Physician Philosopher. And so you know, right now we're focusing more on the life and career aspect, but I, I anticipate in the future having you know, business coaching for doctors that want to build six-figure sources of revenue uh, and helping them get past the mindset to get started, you know, whether that's a blog, a podcast, online courses, or coaching. You know, and, and so I, I anticipate that being a big part, but life coaching is always going to be a part of it because it can't be successful without that. And, and I think that's the direction that I'm going to be, be heading. And then to expand the business to help as many doctors as possible. And I think it's been really cool because of the the dynamic we talked about earlier that 80 or 90% of the people that have gone through the program so far have been men. Um, and that's been a huge need. And so it's so, it's so awesome to be able to tap into that and to help provide some of that need for people that were previously unable or you know, unwilling to ask for help. So we'll coach anybody, but you know, I think it's pretty cool the direction it's already going. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's a, that's a great why. And, uh, and really what you're doing is I think so valuable. Uh, again, I think a lot of the men out there, like we were talking about in this episode, don't realize that they need coaching, whether it's just for burnout or whether it's just to achieve more. And so I hope that the people who are listening uh, really can open their mind up to the fact that coaching is really valuable. I'm a strong believer in it, but I was also in a lot of people's shoes, skeptical. This is not for me. But that's changed, obviously, going through Tony Robbins coaching and, and other, other forms of coaching. So awesome. So we close uh, every episode with our guests uh, with two questions. The first question is, what is your definition of rich? So I think my definition of rich is going to have to do with the having the autonomy over your time. So the point at which you separate time and money, I think, is the point at which you have a, a mindset of being rich. And that's can happen in different ways for different people at different times. I don't, I don't even think that you need to be financially independent to be rich. You can actually be that on your journey on the way to financial freedom or financial independence. Yeah, awesome. we've seen that in some students too. It's, it's not even that they have even purchased a property, but they free themselves mentally right. to realize everything that they're doing is a choice. Absolutely. Amazing. So what is one strategy, habit, or mindset that separates someone who is rich versus someone who is poor? So I think we touched on this a little bit earlier, but the abundance mindset as opposed to a scarcity mindset, I think is just so important because when you stop worrying about, you know, where and when things are going to happen and start tapping into the value between your ears, which is where all of your value comes from and having an abundance mindset that there's always possibility and potential for more, you start functioning in a very different way than when you're scared that, you know, the next paycheck's not coming or you're scared that the next property's not going to do well. Or, you know, it's, it, I think that the abundance mindset is probably, I think the biggest difference for, for me. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Jimmy, for sharing your time with us today and your experiences with our listeners. For people who want to follow you or get a hold of you, where should they go? Yeah. So you can find me at thephysicianphilosopher.com. Uh, there's a podcast by the same name, The Physician Philosopher. Uh, there's so many now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Money Meets Medicine uh, is another podcast as well if you want something that's more financially related. But those are the, the three easiest ways. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. The Doctors Building Wealth podcast provides information only and does not provide any financial, legal, tax, medical, or psychological services or advice.
You are responsible for your own financial, physical, mental, and emotional well-being, decisions, choices, actions, and results. You should contact a professional if you have any specific questions about your unique situation.